Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 242 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the upcoming changes to the New England Patriots coaching staff. The Patriots finished the season 8-9 and nine and missed the playoffs, and not even a week later are being way more public about their plan to improve things in the future than normal. In a press release, they announced plans to retain co-de facto defensive coordinator Gerard Mayo and are looking to hire an offensive coordinator. This is coming from a team that routinely does not hand out titles to new coaching hires. From the outside looking in, this feels like a compromise on the part of head coach Bill Belichick. He is in a way admitting for the first time the whole Matt Patricia and Joe Judge thing did not work out and that not any coach can coach offense like he previously stated. And let me say this on the record. Bill Belichick is the only coach in the entire NFL that could survive this situation. He survived it due to the fact that he has six Super Bowls and he's at the end of his career. I think Bill Belichick is going to end his career as head coach of the New England Patriots. I think he's going to get the all-time wins record and then I think they're going to move on from him. In any other situation, if the coaches are the problem on the team, then the head coach would be the first to go. But for the Patriots, it's the reverse. The other guys have to go and we have to keep Belichick. And what a lot of people want to know is whose idea was it to go out and get an offensive coordinator? Was it Belichick himself or was this Robert Kraft saying, hey, you made a mistake, now you need to fix it. And in the end, I don't really think it matters. I know some people think it does. I think Belichick is going to end his career with the Patriots no matter what. If he can survive what happened last season, I think he can survive another two to three years as head coach of the Patriots. Because if you were ever going to move on from him, this year would have been the year. Again, he hired two cronies, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the offense. It didn't work out. His sophomore quarterback took a huge step back. If you really wanted to make drastic changes, that would be the route you would go. But clearly, the Patriots do not want to make that decision to move on from Belichick. And again, he's a six-time Super Bowl winner, so I understand, and he's at the end of his career anyway, it wouldn't make a huge difference whoever the head coach of the New England Patriots is next season. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender no matter what. So let's talk about some of the big-time candidates for the offensive coordinator. And I know the first one is who Patriots fans want, Bill O'Brien, because of his past tenure with the team. But that feels kind of uninspired. And as for Cliff Kingsbury, it's sad that he's viewed as a candidate, mostly because he will wind up being paid by another team, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, this is a case of Patriots fans buying into the nonsense that the Patriots spout out. It's why some people thought that the Matt Patricia thing would work in the first place. Just because a team is cheap and doesn't want to fully pay an offensive coordinator does not make them right. The only reason the Patriots should want to hire Cliff Kingsbury is if they believe he is the best candidate, not because they don't want to pay an offensive coordinator. And the fact that some people are buying into that nonsense, that every head coach that gets fired is a candidate for an offensive coordinator job for the New England Patriots, all because another team is paying him, is pure nonsense. It doesn't make any sense, and no other team acts that way. Yes, the NFL is full of retread hires, and it will 
will continue to be, but it should never be because of financial reasons. I mean, assistant head coaches are not making that much money where it should be a problem. And the Patriots benefited from having one of the highest paid offensive coordinators for years and years in the form of Josh McDaniels. So it was worth it. It's not like it was a bad investment. The offense is everything in today's NFL. We just witnessed that with the New England Patriots. They had an above average defense and it didn't mean anything. They weren't able to win games against the best quarterbacks because they themselves did not have the best quarterback. Whether that was because of the quarterback himself or the coaches, we're about to find out. And yeah, O'Brien's resume in particular is impressive because he coached Tom Brady and the other guy he coached was Deshaun Watson. Two guys who I think are a lot better than Mac Jones. I don't think Bill O'Brien is some guy who's going to resurrect the career of Mac Jones. I think the best that Mac Jones could ever be is like a 25 touchdown, 10 interception kind of guy. And I now have serious doubts if he can ever become that guy. Although I'm sure the happiest guy on the Patriots roster right now is Mac Jones, who was visibly frustrated at the end of last season and clearly did not have the sophomore jump he was expecting. Next season feels like the crucial year for the young quarterback. And many pointed out Belichick did not sound all that ecstatic and enthusiastic talking about Mac Jones at his latest press conference. I still think benching Mac Jones versus the Chicago Bears could have irreversible effects on his career with the New England Patriots. Everyone is asking the question, do the Patriots want Mac Jones to be their long-term quarterback? I think the more interesting question is, does Mac Jones want to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots long-term? I mean, there are reports coming out from Chris Sims of NBC that Mac Jones was talking to other teams about the Patriots' offensive struggles. I mean, clearly, maybe the rest of the league views the Patriots as the problem, and they would be happy to have Mac Jones as their quarterback. I would not be shocked if in three years from now, Mac Jones is the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders because of his connection with Josh McDaniels. McDaniels got the absolute best out of Mac Jones. No one ever could have expected that Mac Jones, who was a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year in his second year, would be getting booed by the fan base and hearing chants for the backup quarterback, Bailey Zappi. That whole situation was odd, and I think the long-term effects of that situation is still yet to be determined. And you also add to the fact that he will have his third offensive play caller in three seasons in the NFL. That's not good for a young quarterback. That's how changes are made. That's how it doesn't work out for Mac Jones and the Patriots because he never gets on the right footing with the team. This is an extreme statement I'm about to make, but the New England Patriots are doing to Mac Jones what the Jets usually do to their young quarterbacks like Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson. They are putting him in a rough situation that will likely end up with him being on another team, and we never thought we would see that from Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I mean, the more time goes on, the plan clearly should have been Brady moves on and Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the quarterback because at least with Jimmy Garoppolo you would have a guy who Bill Belichick believes in. I think the biggest problem the Patriots have right now is I don't feel like Bill Belichick believes in Mac Jones. I do want to talk about the Gerard Mayo of everything because Mayo staying is going to have everyone saying it's a sign that he's going to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots and I'm sick of talking about that. We did it with Josh McDaniels for all 
those years when McDaniels almost went to the Colts and then he came back to the Patriots, everyone said, well, this means that Robert Kraft promised that McDaniels would be the next head coach of the Patriots. And then this past season, we even did it with Matt Patricia. Oh, why is Matt Patricia the play caller? Because Belichick is training him to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. I think it's safe to say that Bill Belichick does not come across as a guy who wants to talk about a succession plan, and I would find it extremely hard to believe that he would agree to be the head coach of the New England Patriots if his successor was on his coaching staff. So maybe in Robert Kraft's dream world, Gerard Mayo does become the next head coach of the Patriots, he would never tell Belichick about it because he wants Belichick to believe he's the most powerful person in the organization. So yeah, it's possible that Gerard Mayo is the next head coach of the Patriots, but I won't believe it until I see it. I think the outcome that is about to happen is Gerard Mayo is officially going to be named defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, and Steve Belichick will take a backseat to Mayo. I think that has to be the outcome, because again, why would he not decide to go to the Cleveland Browns? Why would he not go to the Panthers to be their head coach? He has to get something from the Patriots that's more than just a pay grade. It has to be about the position. I think they're going to name Gerard Mayo defensive coordinator. And it is funny that only with the Patriots are these titles a big deal. Teams go through offensive and defensive coordinators like they're nothing. The Patriots act like it's the highest honor in the land. Whoever is in charge of your defense should be the defensive coordinator. Whoever is in charge of the offensive side of the football should be your offensive coordinator. What leverage are you getting from across the league by not naming the position? And don't tell me it's about the money. Don't tell me it's so that you don't have to pay Mayo like he's the defensive coordinator. And don't tell me it's because you don't want to pay Matt Patricia like he's the offensive coordinator. Or it's because he's getting money from the Detroit Lions because again, those reasons don't make any sense. This is how wild this situation is. People are praising the New England Patriots for basically saying that the offensive coordinator position does in fact matter. Think about that in today's NFL where offense is everything and teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills are dominating the NFL with high-powered offense. And the Patriots just come out and say, yeah, you know that position that everyone in football values, while now we are starting to value it as well. It is such a funny position that the Patriots have put themselves in, that to walk that back in a public statement is the funniest thing to happen in an NFL offseason, maybe ever. Again, they went from having the highest paid offensive coordinator in the league, to not having an offensive coordinator at all, and I don't know the reason why. It made no sense to have Matt Patricia run both the offense and the offensive line. It never made any sense, and both of those positions were disasters. The offensive line had constant struggles. They were getting flags left and right, and the offensive self, I don't need to tell you, was one of the worst in the entire NFL. I think this tells you all you need to know about where the Patriots are as an organization, that we are celebrating the fact that they are getting back to basics. Every other team in the NFL 
already has an offensive coordinator. And yes, I, like everyone, thinks it's going to be a big difference that you're going to have what I believe to be an experienced play caller. But how much is it going to affect the team? Is the team going to go from 8 wins to 12? I don't think that's the difference between the Patriots being a middling team to them being a great team. I think there's still some big questions on this roster, and I think this was a good start to the offseason, admitting as an organization you were wrong in correcting mistakes, but this team also needs to add big-time players this offseason. They still need a clear number one option at wide receiver. Maybe they'll trade for DeAndre Hopkins, who Belichick loves. They also have to decide if their own player, Jacoby Myers, is worth paying. In the past, they would let him walk. Now they have no choice but to pay him more than they probably want to. And I'll admit this, I'm not the biggest Jacoby Myers fan. I think he's just another guy who can get a lot of catches. He doesn't really get into the end zone at the rate that you want him to, although he started to at the end of last season, but I think that was because he became the number one target. I think in an ideal world, he's your number three receiver, but I think the reason that you probably have to pay him is you have to do something to make Mac Jones happy. Whoever Mac Jones wants as his receivers, you should probably make them his receivers. So I think what Mac Jones probably wants is his two receivers to be Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne, and then you add Devontae Parker in the mix, and then you have a pretty solid one-two-free if you use those players regularly. As we all know, though, the Patriots did not use Kendrick Bourne. I have no idea how that situation is going to play out. I did read that Kendrick Bourne wants to remain a member of the New England Patriots. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because of the upcoming changes in his relationship with Mac Jones, but there is no reason to have Kendrick Bourne on this roster if you are not going to use him as a starting wide receiver. I mean, yeah, I would be happy if Jacoby Meyer stays in the mix, but I don't want him to be the number one receiver on your team. And sadly for Myers, the thing that we're all going to remember from this past season is that crazy lateral pass he made in that game to the Raiders that cost him the game and Chandler Jones, a former Patriot, scored that touchdown. I don't want to go off on a complete tangent here, but I do want to talk about something about the Patriots' offense in the past that has really bothered me. This idea that it was super complicated that only the very best could learn. I mean, remember all those years when wide receivers didn't work out and we all said, oh, the Patriots' system is the reason why guys like Chad Ochocinco, guys like Reggie Wayne, these established wide receivers, and then last year was supposed to be the year they simplified things, and it got even worse. I think the Patriots gave themselves too much credit for how great their offensive was when it really all came down to one guy, in my opinion, and his name was Tom Brady. Now, I don't want to go down the Tom Brady rabbit hole, but we all know how great he was. He made wide receivers better than they were, and the issue I have with Mac Jones is he doesn't seem to be that kind of guy. He doesn't elevate the players around him, so you have to get wide receivers who are already super talented. And I think the other issue moving forward is throwing the deep ball. Clearly, that is not the biggest strength of Mac Jones, and maybe some of the guys he was throwing the deep balls to didn't work out. I mean, I'm looking at Nelson Aguilar. Clearly, that relationship and that duo never manifested into what the Patriots thought it would become. And this is another reason why Jacoby Myers is about to break bank. Do you know this fact that Nelson Aguilar, of all people, was the highest paid wide receiver in the history of the New England Patriots? So a 
a guy like Jacoby Myers is going to be like, if you're going to pay this clown this money, then you're going to pay me this money. And it's going to be a number the Patriots are not going to want to pay. And they did this to themselves because they didn't reward the player on their own team. And they gave that money to an outside guy who didn't work out. So now the guy on their team is going to look at that contract and go, you're going to pay me way more than this guy because I'm way better than this guy. And when people look at Jacoby Myers, they probably view him as a guy like Danny Amendola or even a Julian Edelman type, although he's not as good as Edelman. And those guys used to take discounts. Do you know why? Because they were on a Super Bowl contending team. Jacoby Myers has been on this team the last three years where they have missed the postseason two of those three years. And the year before that, they got whooped by the Buffalo Bills. There is no incentive for Jacoby Myers to take a pay cut. He's not playing with an all-time great quarterback who's just a weapon away like Tom Brady was. He's playing with a guy who has developed who we don't know what he is yet. So Jacoby Myers is probably going to cash in for as much money as he possibly can. And changing the play caller is not going to make Jacoby Myers want to take less money. The Patriots are going to have to do things outside of their comfort zone and I think they're going to do those things because they have to. I think they need Jacoby Myers unless they get a significant upgrade of the position. Everyone's talking about DeAndre Hopkins and yes, that's a guy you should absolutely go after. He's one of the best receivers in the league. What about Michael Thomas on the Saints? I mean, he's restructuring his deal. That relationship with that team is wild to me. Why is he still a member of the Saints? If you're a team like the Patriots in desperate need of a star wide receiver, Michael Thomas makes a whole lot of sense. I know he misses too much time, but that guy is insanely talented and the type of guy you should have on a team like the Patriots who are in desperate need of a number one option. And that's the reason I look at this offensive coordinator situation and I go, yes, you can get a really good offensive coordinator and then you'll become an average offense. The issue with last season is that they were a below average offense. Becoming an above average one isn't necessarily going to make you a great NFL team. In fact, I think you could still be a 10-win team that just barely gets into the postseason because you have a decent play caller. This also needs to be said. The New England Patriots have to become a pass-first team again. It was so bad watching them run the ball last year. Yes, they were very good at it, but there's no point running the ball on first down. Pass the ball on first down because you weren't a good enough offense to convert on second or third down. Pass on first down. Start doing that next season, and then I think you'll solve a lot of your problems. And go back to using Hunter Henry a lot. Clearly, he had a great rapport with Mac Jones when he was a rookie. I have no idea what happened to Hunter Henry last year. There's so many things that happened last season that are unexplainable. And I think by getting an offensive coordinator, you're just going back to where you were when Mac Jones was a rookie, and that's great, but you'll still be like a 10-win team outside of being a Super Bowl contender. I think this is the New England Patriots hitting the reset button, which is great, but still, where does that leave you in the long term? Nobody wants to use this term because it's New England Patriots, but they're sort of in this weird rebuild, and maybe Bill Belichick just isn't the right guy to be at the helm of that, but again, we all know he's going to be there no matter what. I hope the situation turns around. I hope they get a guy like Bill O'Brien and they have an above average offense because last year, the Patriots were not entertaining. 
even though they were within one game of making the postseason, nobody who was a fan of the New England Patriots wanted to watch them play another football game because their offense was god-awful. Nobody wanted to watch that product anymore. And we never said that during the Brady years. We didn't even say that in Mac Jones' rookie year. They were still entertaining. I think the Patriots need to go back to being both a good team and an entertaining one. And hopefully, this is a step in the right direction. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.